Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. With Valentine's Day this week, the focus is on love and flowers and chocolate and that special someone in your life. But not everyone is sending or receiving Valentine's this week. For people who are experiencing the pain of rejection, loving someone who does not love you back, Dr. Deborah Phillips is out this week with a new and updated version of her book, How to Fall Out of Love. I recently talked with Dr. Phillips about her book and how it can help those stuck in harmful relationships. I'm a behavior therapist. I've done this for over 30 years. This book was first published in 1980 during the um, sexual revolution, really, when people were meeting and greeting and leaving and, and taking on new lovers at a very fast pace. Uh, and... I called them the walking wounded. They were the, um, the painful reminders of what that revolution meant in negative ways to so many. Um, and so I developed a behavior therapy, very direct five-step program to take people out of love when that love was causing them pain. The Pain that often led to suicide, and as we know from literature and uh, songs, especially country western, murder. People kill others and kill themselves, for example, when they're very, very jealous. Shakespeare wrote about that. And uh, I realized when a young student came to see me at Princeton University that, in fact, songwriters and poets had done much more for this issue than anyone in my field ever had. And so I decided to take on the challenge. And I analyzed the components of unrequited love and found that they include obsessive thinking, thinking about this person up to 500 times a day. It's always the beautiful things, the picnics, the romantic candlelit dinners, uh, the walks on the beach in the moonlight. And that can take over one's life. 500 times a day excludes work, productive thinking, uh, eating, sleeping, doing anything else except thinking about this. And so I used a technique called thought stopping to teach people how to stop that obsessive thinking, and it was very direct and abrupt. It requires a lot of practice, but it yields great results. It's the cornerstone of the How to Fall Out of Love program, thought stopping. Is this something that, I mean, I can imagine a spouse or significant other that, that, that tragically um, loses that significant person and, and maybe having um, difficulty you know, adjusting and, 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 and moving on. But are there other also those that, that have maybe never really formed a, a, you know, a positive relationship that, are, that bounce around from, 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 from partner to partner? How, how do you see this manifest itself? First of all, in the tragic loss through death, this program is not applicable. Of course, there are um, components of ridicule and uh, a lot of humor. This isn't for loss by death. Um, the, the other issue of um, bouncing around 
in our society by not understanding what, quote, real love is. It's not just hearts and flowers and valentines. There's a lot of of friendship involved. You need to be best friends with a person you're going to make love with, not just have sex with, which is, you know, what's very, very, very common these days, all too common. Um, You need dignity in a relationship. You need to value qualities in the other person as well as being unconditionally accepting of their flaws in addition to some of the wonderful things about them. You need to be able to be vulnerable. You need to be able to show your true self to the other person and not be afraid that you'll be put down for that. So, yes, as you perceptively are saying, this is a complicated business. The bouncing around, the the loss, and not through death here, but loss because, well, they just stopped loving you for whatever reason. They fell in love with someone else. And that's another component of this program, dealing with jealousy. That's the hardest thing I have to do when I'm working with someone who's been rejected. Getting over jealousy, well, I don't get it 100%. Even though my program has worked 100% of the time, which is very unusual, we don't get that with anything else. But with the How to Fall Out of Love program, at least before I wrote the book, the first 100 people that I treated were, quote, cured. And we don't say that usually in therapy. We say that in medicine. But I hold therapy up to the medical standard. It needs to cure. That's a good four-letter word, not a bad one. And jealousy is its tough. It's at the cellular level. I think we learn it in the crib. So it's, it's sticky. It's deep. Um, another component of unrequited love is the pedestal. We put this person up on a pedestal and see them in a shining light without any faults, flawless. And so I teach people to create some kind of ridiculous, absurd image with that person. Um, Make them toothless, bald, drinking from a baby's bottle, uh, running around in diapers, something that makes you laugh. Donald Duck's head, Mickey Mouse, talking on the phone when you, when they call you. Just imagine them that way instead of this flawless, beautific, or handsome human being. Um, it makes for a mad, mad world, Donald Duck's heads and pies in the face. Um, but the first chuckle from a person suffering in this way, is music. It's beautiful to hear that chuckle. It's the beginning of something new, of them beginning to come out of a destructive depression, which is what this is. It even goes beyond the um, just the symptoms of generic depression because... It involves 
another person and a real situation. They're not imagining the situation, and they have been rejected. And I don't know but that there's anything more painful than rejection. Just as there's nothing more beautiful, perhaps, than love, there's nothing uglier or more painful than rejection. In your experience, and in, in, in I, I, it was interesting. I hadn't even really thought about it when you mentioned that uh, your, the, your, your, you first put out the, uh, the, the book in, in the in the eighties, and given the the culture and society uh, of the eighties, and, and your reference to country music, really maybe addressing the issue more than than the than the prof- profession had. Now, fast forward twenty plus. Years and and you look at society today is is our current society any more helpful in helping people to to do this to to fall out of love and to you know to work past these feelings and to you know move on to a to a healthier place or or does our kind of instant society make that as maybe as difficult now as it maybe was initially in the in the eighties? You just said it perfectly. Our instant society. That's what's wrong. We're repeating those early 80s. People are jumping into bed instantly. Uh, They don't understand the meaning of uh, a real relationship or making love. They're having sex, but they're not making love, just like they're not really in love. They want to be. It looks good in the movies. It sounds good in the songs country, western, and the other ones. But um, there's so much intensity around instant gratification that they don't give it enough time. And time is very important here, time to get to know someone really, really well. They're just not doing that. Are you finding that with the... At least with with with, you, with your patients and the people you work with, and maybe feedback you get from other, um, you know, uh, other therapists that that use your uh, utilize your 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 principles. Uh, can you do it? Can you? You mentioned that that, that there is you've noticed good success at least when you when you started in, in getting folks to to stopping the thoughts and and getting back on track. And then can you kind of point them in the right direction so that they can form these, you know, more um, love-based, take the time to, to, to form the, the more deeper relationships? That's the good part of them coming in with this pain. That as I help them fall out of love, I teach them about reentry. And having a relationship with someone for six months, a year, whatever it takes, Without going to bed, we put a ban on intercourse. We put a ban on sleeping together and having sex together in any way. Uh, Touching, kissing, you know, holding hands, um, that old-fashioned word, necking, um, where, you know, it's kiss and looking into the eyes of the other person. Um, Yes, that's beautiful. That can create romance. It can help create love. But you need to go there first before you jump ahead. Absolutely. So, so Dr. Phillips, for those that, uh, that, that, that hear this and, and, and uh, uh, maybe they're in this situation and they, 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 get, they pick up your book and they get to uh, read and work through it, what, 
What words of wisdom or encouragement do you, do you have for folks that may find themselves in this place and, and, and needing this kind of help? You are not alone. You may feel as though you're the only person in the world going through this, but there are many, many, many hundreds of thousands of people at this same moment that are going through it. And I want to invite you to look at my website and get some some counsel there and also to email me with any questions, any concerns that you have, I will respond to every single one. My website is www.drddavidrobertdavidphillips, with two L's, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S, drdphillips.com. And my email is Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-P, as in Peter, at earthlink.net. Please don't hesitate to consult me. That's Dr. Deborah Phillips, behavioral therapist and author of How to Fall Out of Love. The updated and revised version of her book is out this week. For this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams. In the Author's Voice is a listener-supported service of WSIU Public Radio and Southern Illinois University, Carbondale.